0: The top of resin with your host, Professor.
1: Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm gonna have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs>
0: to be a podcaster, yay! Cuz my, my, my name, <laughs> Kenta. I'm
1: going to call him Kenta. Dynamite,
0: drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a
1: bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording.
0: No, we're good. We're still recording.
1: What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard.
0: I need a minute to recover off that.
1: What kind of game is it? War games! Let war! War games! are impressions. Yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark like, like a dog.
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 jinx! holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Cannonball. It's the Top of Wrestling Podcast, episode 12. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It means we're going to bring you top wrestling, top moments, and, of course, top flicks because we like to mix a little bit of everything together. Why not? Last week was Shawshank Redemption. We're we're innocent, just like everybody else in here. And, uh, you know, my favorite part of the show generally is our co-host surprising me in the very beginning to let me know what quote he's going to jump in with. So, ladies and gentlemen, he's my brother. He's not a funzo Noon. Here he is, ODM.
1: I don't think the hard stuff's going to come down for a bit. <laughs>
0: what is it? The, the Pope? Or a priest
1: or <laughs> the or priest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rat oh farts!
0: <laughs> I don't think it's going to... Oh, my God, I... That's such a good one. Wow. I actually, that's one that wasn't even anywhere on my radar today to well, to actually use.
1: Considering I got There's thunderstorms somewhere. going on in the background, I thought it was appropriate.
0: Yeah. So do you want to let everybody know that this may cut short? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, last week we had a three-hour show. May only get a 10-minute show this week.
1: <laughs> Let's blow through it.
0: But you know what? At least the, the rain there is going to take care of uh, the flowers, right? Help them grow. You know? Women, they're like a delicate flower. Let me tell you what I mean. You ever seen a, a, a crisp $50 bill? <laughs> play Spank the Puppy? <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's two movies. Let me ask you Are you a
1: hater of number two? No, I appreciate it for what it is. And, you know, there's definitely, Thank some, you. Uh, there's definitely some good stuff here. You know, because I've I've got charge of every single poison in this pool. (laughs) Poison, (laughs) Uh, yeah. It's one of those things that you know, with the way the things are going with the thunderstorm, I might have to call power company. And if they say it's hard to tell me when it's going to get turned back on, I'm going to ask them. Is it as hard to say as oh my god, somebody help me? There's a man in my office with a (laughs) flamethrower. I love
0: As in, oh, I don't know. I love it when he's talking to the really old guy and then the 20-year-old. Oh, which which one of you is Chandler Young's son? <laughs> <laughs> I come to your house with a fucking baseball bat. Uh, that's a, see, that's why I like number 2 I think a little bit more sometimes, like maybe quote-wise, but number 1 had all the the best dry humor. Oh, yeah. I ain't paying no fifty cents for no
1: coke. <laughs> yeah, well then you ain't getting no coke. You know what I'm saying? How <laughs> About a Fresca. That kind of worked. Coke <laughs> yeah.
0: and Fresca. Coke All and right, vodka. man. Let's let's talk actual wrestling. Um, it's funny because last night, you know, obviously, you know, KFay pal, of course, we record on Mondays. Last night was Hell in a Cell, and
1: I didn't watch it. Did you? uh i was out a little oh happy father's day by the way uh i was a little father's day uh get together uh, we go out to a brewery overlooks a lake very nice so we didn't get home till a little bit later uh i came in i don't remember the second or third match um yeah actually, i came in at the second match watch that watch the third match the fourth match and then the fifth match is probably the 10th time i've seen it so i fell asleep oh that
0: must have been lashley and drew
1: uh no, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
0: Oh God, I, I so I didn't bother watching any of it. I didn't care, and it's really funny. Let me ask you: I obviously you're having storm issues right now, but were you having any streaming issues watching the show last night?
1: No, not that I noticed.
0: I was getting a lot of things online. I'm seeing everybody was saying they had a lot of freezing issues, and really, like yeah, it's time hmm. to block the cock. <laughs> cock so. Cock. What I love is that sometimes people just cross over from one business to another. Amy Schumer is now a wrestler, and that's no, no, no. (laughs) I did laugh when I saw the notes. I did laugh. Thank you. Look at, but I really did see the picture of her, and at quick glance, I really thought it was Amy Schumer. And it sucks. Everybody's like body shaming her, and we're talking, of course, about uh, Piper Nevin from NXT UK, who I've actually liked. I, 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 She stepped up to, I think it was like Tony Storm one time, and, and had had a good couple of matches. I remember watching. Um, it was all you know pre-pandemic. But quick glance, I really thought it was Amy Schumer. I was like, holy shit! I'm like first Bad Bunny, and now Amy Schumer. This is getting crazy.
1: Yeah. I uh yeah, what? and they apparently uh, trademarked the name Dewdrop. D O U, drop. Yeah,
0: so Dewdrop or is it like Dowdrop? I and I'm only asking because like, the like, I I just don't know. We haven't heard it yet. I don't know. de drop. It's a weird. Yeah, I haven't name, actually. Why not just keep yeah. her with Piper? But it is kind of funny that if you see the the video of it, she beats the living shit out of. I don't even. I think it was Naomi. Naomi. I don't know. Some yeah. Naomi. yeah. Then Eva Marie goes, and your winner is Eva Marie. And I go, okay, it's kind of a funny angle because we all hate her enough as it is. Yep. And now you're taking an up-and-coming wrestler that people would have liked to see, you know, on the main roster, and now you're gonna take all of her credit. It's pretty good heat. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of a, I'm, I'm intrigued by that, right there. It'll be an eventual turn, and you know, she'll turn on Eva Marie and squash her or some shit like that. It'll be fun, but. Just, I don't know. The, f- the name
1: Dewdrop is weird. It's WWE. It drop. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the standard Sorry. for WWE. Your name when you came here is not good enough, so we're going to change it, even if it's worse, which it probably will be. And we already had this with Eva Marie. When she was last in WWE, she would come out, and then she wouldn't fight. She would find some reason not to fight, and she'd leave.
0: She was having, like, wardrobe yes. uh, malfunctions and shit like that. Yeah, yep. it was it was horrible. Well, yeah, look, I, I do want to bounce just a touch here from one spot to another. I did mention, you know, there was Helen LaSalle. Now we went back up to the top where Piper is. I'm going to put myself back to the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to admit when someone is dead on with something. An example is that before I go ahead and give you your credit, <laughs> like over a year ago, Our one buddy, my buddy Marty, a a musician of mine, he goes, WWE's going to sell in a couple of years. He goes, I'm sure of it. And look at all those rumors in the last several weeks about they're selling, they're selling. And I'm like, we've even covered it. I'm like, God damn, he was the first one to say it, man. I'm like, I got to text him and tell him. Good job. And I did that this past Tuesday night because we record on Monday. Show comes out Wednesday Wednesday. Man, we really got to start making a habit of recording maybe Tuesdays after NXT or something because you said Joe is, we we knew he's going to be coming back to NXT. We kind of had an idea and we said he's going to be GM. And ODM says, nope, he, just as Regal is about to say he doesn't want to be the GM anymore. I mean, like it was almost fucking like you scripted it. Joe comes out and he says he doesn't want it, but he'll be his enforcer. And it's funny because I touched on. It. I'm like, well, then he doesn't wrestle and stuff. I'm like, in one of Regal's conditions, right away, you can't wrestle. I'm sure it'll be like a year or so. Maybe he'll. It'll be like maybe not a year, maybe like less than a year, but a buildup. But did you see when he? The whole thing is you have to be provoked first. Did you see how he was provoked backstage by Adam Cole?
1: Oh hell yeah, that was best. I did like oh. the entering segment where. He says, thank you, Mr. Regal. And, you know, Joe's promos are are one of the best, the way that he speaks, right? Keith Lee did that eloquent speaking, but it wasn't as good as Joe's, and it didn't fit with the character. With Joe, it does. It just seems to fit better. But man, His real intensity. Yeah, and he gets right across his face. So that only leaves one question. What are you still doing in this ring? I fucking
0: (gasps) loved it. It was unbelievable. And after I I couldn't even, I wanted to text you as soon as he came out and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, here it is. But I had to watch the entire segment. And I go, oh, holy shit. You called every second of it. He is the enforcer to William Regal. People get out of line. He gets to fuck him up only if he's provoked. And he choked out Adam Cole in like two to three seconds. That was it. Laid him right down, walked off. And he said, Oh, Mr. Regal will expect your answer. Oh, my God. This is amazing. (laughs) Thank you for putting him in NXT. And, you know, Triple H did say he wanted him back. Like, he wanted him back right away, and he was mad that he was one of the people that got cut. It makes you wonder if, you know, it was probably someone like McMahon who was like, doesn't matter, yeah, I'm making the shot, blah, blah, blah. I don't I wonder how.
1: Well, I think from what I've read is that Triple H didn't even know. It's not like he knew ahead of time. Like he woke up and he's like, Oh, we we're releasing people. Wait, Samoa Joe? Why'd you release him? That's pretty much like what I heard happen. So Yeah. Well, I thank
0: you for at least putting him in the right platform. Hell yeah. If you put him back on Raw, it would have been very unnoticeable. No mm-hmm. one would have given a shit. Yep. I mean they're they're interchanging commentators left and right anyway, so you know, who cares? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, what what else we got for news?
1: All right, something I didn't even know about. Apparently, uh, Antonio Inoki has been battling several health conditions over 2021. Uh, He's currently in the hospital, or was as of, you know, our last recording, uh, in the hospital due to volvulus, I think is how you say it. I probably got that wrong. Uh, It's a twisting of the intestines, and he had to undergo emergency surgery. Uh, Also spent most of the year uh, fighting uh, lower back issues, diabetes, Something else that I can't pronounce and don't know what it is, uh, but these are all from reports from PW Insider. So, uh, you know, we've mentioned Nokia a lot during the tenure of this podcast. Uh, definitely a legend. Uh, so let's hope that everything's all right.
0: Man, I had no idea about that either. Yes. Yeah. Especially after watching that uh, collision in Korea thing on uh, Vice. Didn't even know that was what really was going on with him. I thought he was doing okay right now still.
1: Yeah, he's got that jaw, too, man. It's like Superman cartoon jaw. It's insane. I wonder if he got that work done. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) All right. So I purposely put this very vague bulletin or news point in our notes uh, and left the quote on my notes. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're going to be surprised. Uh, Miz, Miz, I forget he was on some show. I forget what it was. Uh, But the important part is that he commented on the zombie lumberjack match. Uh, Basically because, obviously, getting a lot of shit for it, and in my opinion, well-deserved. So, here is the Miz's retort. (laughs) So, a lot of people would be like, what is this? Oh my God, I'm the type of person that goes... This allows my creative juices to do whatever the hell we kind of want. So let's make a movie out of it. Let's make a meal out of it. I mean, there was a part in that match where Damien and I worked together to beat up all the zombies. And some people give us flack for going outside the box. And the problem with, I feel like, today's world is it's so easy to just literally go on the internet and just critique and say, this is terrible, this is horrible. With my storyline with Bad Bunny, nobody wanted to see it up until they wanted to see it at WrestleMania, you know? So nobody wants to let things develop and things get fun.
0: But it was zombies, Miz. You know, like the celebrities I can get with. I can't get on board with the zombies. If you, personally
1: you're right within this, unless t-
0: it's unless it's like the band, the zombies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, his quote about uh, his line about uh, it's it's too easy to just go and critique things and say it's terrible. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, that's absolutely true. Shit, that's what we basically do on this show. So. You're not wrong, but that doesn't take away the fact that it was legitimately awful. It was legitimately awful. There was no saving grace to it. Now, the Bad Bunny thing, I get it. The Bad Bunny thing, a lot of people were praising it, and Bad Bunny held his own. I still don't want it. No, yeah, You don't push your talent that you have as it is, and now you're going to bring in people that I don't care about? Why?
0: For 11 and a half months of the entire year, you spend pushing and having all these other guys on your roster traveling day in, day out. Generally, I get with the Thunderdome and all that crap lately, but you know what I mean? And then you just pull in someone for a couple-week program, and that's it, and it's WrestleMania, and you don't give them the biggest payday of the year. Now I've always thought it's bullshit. I don't. I've, it sucks.
1: It sucks. That's right. It sucks. <laughs> it's the worst-looking head i ever seen. You buy a hat like this, you get a free free bowl of soup. Looks good hey, on Wang, you, Don't tell
0: him you're Jewish. No offense. Okay. <laughs> no,
1: you gotta get it right. Like, hey, Wang, this club is restricted, so don't tell him you're Jewish. Okay, fine. Hey, park my okay, car, fine. get my bags, and gain some weight.
0: Oh man, you ever uh, you ever try pitching with a wedgie? <laughs> all the pros, all the pros are doing it. All
1: the pros <laughs> are doing it. Yeah.
0: I will say, you know, the more I think about it, in, in the first one, goddamn, watching... All right, you have the difference of the the first one... All right, no, no, the second one has Jackie Mason and that blonde chick dancing, like ballroom dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And whatnot, yeah. right? But the first one was way funnier when you have... Rodney going through and being like, Oh, I bet you were something before electricity. <laughs> you want to earn $14 the hard way? The
1: graveyard's two blocks to the left, okay? <laughs> hey, everybody,
0: we're all getting laid. Yeah.
1: Look at that one. Last time I saw a mouth like that, it had a hook in it. <laughs> I want a hot dog, a
0: hamburger, <laughs> no, a cheeseburger, <laughs> french fries. You'll get nothing and like it. I like that also, he does the same exact line later, and he's like, I'm not playing golf, Grandpa. I'm playing tennis. You'll play golf and like it.
1: But my asthma. Spalding, get your foot off the boat. You're <laughs> My asthma.
0: How do you measure yourself against other
1: golfers? <laughs> By height. By height. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other news we got? Alright, I don't know, I've been bouncing around here so much. Uh Becky Lynch Becky Lynch has been spotted at the performance center. i uh, look like she's gearing up for a return. Everybody looks she looks swole as hell. Um Yeah, I'm excited. I hope they just you know, it'll be good to see her again. I guess she was backstage at the pay per view at Hell in a Cell. Mm. And
0: reportedly so was uh Rick Flair. And I was like, oh, cool. Bring him in for another angle. Let's get him banging some other chicks and uh, impregnate them. We got rid of Lacey Evans. Who else don't we want on the brand? Okay, let them bang Eva Marie.
1: Yikes. <laughs> you got to get through Dewdrop first. Yeah, <laughs> just remember <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights <laughs> makes a left. <laughs> Alright. Uh, do you want oh to actually God. go That's over... That's a good one. I, I like that. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, do you want to actually go over the Hell in a Cell matches, or do we not care? No, not really, because to be honest
0: with you, I mean, it is what it is. You know, it's kind of like a flute with no holes is not a flute, and a donut with no hole those. is a Danish. A Danish,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, nah, man, there's nothing to really talk about when it comes to this uh, pay-per-view. I didn't, nothing was noteworthy. I mean, I, I don't I don't care. Other than I did see pictures of Drew's back. Yeah. And I would maybe get a little bit of bass tracing on that shit or something, because that looks like it's going to sting.
1: Probably. The only thing that I got to chuck a lot of, and I'm not going to say it's good, but I got to chuck a lot of, was Alexa Bliss staring down Nia Jax on the outside, and Alexa kind of, like, raises her hand and starts controlling Nia Jax from in the ring. So any movement that Alexa makes... Naya does it, but then she does it where she slaps. Uh, what the hell is it? Reginald. Yeah. Oh, fucker, I heard him say your name was Reggie. Gets her to slap her. And then... <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent reference. <laughs> Shit, you at least 30. <laughs> but yeah, I got to chuck a lot of that. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, other than this, I don't think there's really much to go over. So
0: moving on. No, it. Uh, in the words of. Uh the one guy typical typical uh pay-per-view there you go
1: typical (laughs) don't have it (laughs) i believe you'll be having number six The huevos rancheros (laughs) that is totally not what it was but you know where i'm going no but it's it's then came that damn political snafu in the nom and i spent (laughs) six years in a mental hospital (laughs) typical (laughs) Typical!
0: <laughs> if if I pull out the dart, will you suck out the poison?
1: <laughs> Let me get this right. I pull... No, you pull. I suck. Is there any money involved in it? <laughs> oh, my
0: God. I will say... So that's the second one. But in the first one, the interaction between chevy and bill yes was said to be i just
1: read a whole article about they like they had like yeah they had, to up go until out that, they had to go out of their way to film that scene because it's the only yeah. scene they interact in
0: but they were not getting along because of snl and all that shit and then yeah, but what's cool is that i guess like that brought them they back together and they're like no nah, we're professionals we're okay like they don't have like ill will or whatever but just hearing all of that i'm like. It's one of the funniest fucking
1: scenes of all time. I mean, that's why I opened Cannonball. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Cannonball. All right, give it to me. The nice thing about it is you can play 72 holes on it, bring it home, get stoned at a bejesus belt. It's a Pensamia Kentucky bluegrass. <laughs> it's a
0: hybrid. It is. <laughs> no, man, honestly, I, not much really to talk about. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this question. Did you find anything uh, weird online about the pay-per-view as well? Like, I don't know, the mysterious hand that pushes a table back towards Drew McIntyre after he went through it? You didn't see this? Oh, my God. All over the place. And it's hysterical because you just see, like, so the the table that he goes through, it, like, must have slid under the ring. Right and you see a hand push it back towards him why i don't know but you clearly see a hand so many different videos of it online people like yo is anybody else seeing this and like people like oh god i thought i was tripping out man (laughs) there's (laughs) someone was under the ring and i'm like it's just weird that Uh. that was even done bad production man i Ugh. it's funny because I can't stand watching any of their shit because I think they still have been in the Thunderdome. I do not care. It all looks, everything's piped in sounds. That's why I liked Double or Nothing. I liked Blood and Guts. Maybe it wasn't the ending we wanted with Jericho, all that stuff, and right? But there was a real crowd there cheering. It was real stuff as opposed to, you know, we don't, the last time we really got that was what, Wrestlemania? That or even
1: NXT. NXT's been having more crowds lately. It's not just the talent anymore. Yes. Yes,
0: you're right. Um, I I mean, just to kind of jump ahead, I mean, they are going to start going on the road soon, as we've seen. Yeah, they, yeah, they said did. In four weeks. Yeah, they're going to be at Fort Worth for Money in the Bank. And they're starting to gear up, and they're saying that they really, really, really want to make SummerSlam absolutely huge. They want to make it a huge seller, yep. and it's also on a Saturday night. Hey, man, I could get down with that. I love a Saturday night pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, because you can sleep in the next day. You don't have to fucking go to you, work.
0: You can actually enjoy the pay-per-view and be like, uh, maybe I'll watch the rest in the morning. I'm tired. You know, like, yeah, no, you're good. So there's been rumors that the matches that are going to be coming to us are possibly... Roman Reigns versus John Cena and also or whatever Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. And MVP's been through some jabs out on Twitter saying, Yeah, hey, Lashley too." Base, yeah, oh yeah, but they're saying like he would they're like, "Oh, he would get destroyed if he stepped in the ring with Bobby Lashley." I was like, "Ooh." So I've been wanting this for a while. We all have. Okay. You're going to do it in Vegas. What better place to do that? Two guys who have done MMA. Um, you just. All, two huge guys. That's the match I've been wanting to see. Brock's been taking on guys I have not cared about for the longest time. Never cared about his feud with Seth Rollins. I was okay with the Roman feud. But other than that, meh. This. Yeah, I, I would like to see this. Now I'd like to see if. The Roman Cena one happens. I could, I think, because I it's probably going to happen because I think Cena has been saying a couple things online. I think I saw him say something like, "With no crowd being there, Roman's finally been able to get his mojo going" or something like that. I'm like, I feel like he's staring the pot a little bit. I mean, I still love watching his promo. I'll go back to YouTube anytime and go watch that. Their promos with each other. Yeah, he he locked his ass down. I wish you and I were recording the podcast at that time because that would have been so fun to have covered. Oh my God. It's called a promo. (laughs) You gotta have to learn to do one at some time, kid. Holy shit. Yeah. He lit
1: his ass up. So
0: I'm excited, but, are there any other matches that you've heard that could be rumors? No, that's the or stuff. I mean, matches?
1: Yeah, they've been talking about Brock. I mean, we've probably mentioned it a couple of times, too, for a while. Like, oh, they're hopeful he'll come back. And then there's the Cena thing and the Rock thing. Like, you know, the Rock would be WrestleMania. But I really don't care. I mean, Brock Lashley, you know what I would really ultimately like? I mean, if we're just going to sit here and say what we want, not necessarily what we think is going to happen. Brock Lashley, what was the uh, fucking fight pit thing that they did in NXT? give us like a, as much oh, of, yeah. a a work give us a work shoot fight.
0: Uh I have a fear of that though is that it's kind of going to be like someone hits someone the wrong way and it's going to go real kind of like the Braun thing, you know, he hits him and it was a slow the fuck down. When you're real fighters like that, like it was alright to have Champa in there or Riddle. He's been on the the indie circuit for quite some time actually wrestling, but these two guys I don't but, know. But I, I feel like, like it feel, might not work well. Now I feel it could. Like since I, I, don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, I feel like since they're actually real strikers and know how to work, uh, throw a working punch as well, I True. think that they both have that distinction where they'd be able to do it. Now, the bigger question is, what do you do? Is Brock going to just say, you know what? I'll wrestle one match and I'll lose and you can pay me $5 million. Or is he going to come and say, fine, but you got to put the title on me? Because I don't know that I want Brock to get the title. I'd love to see him back. I do like Brock Lesnar. I just don't want you to put the title as soon as he comes back, especially not with right. it being on Lashley. And with that. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing it because I remember like the last time I think it was like at a SummerSlam. It was Ken Shamrock and Blackman. I think that they did a lion's den match and that's kind of like a same thing. Nice. And yeah, you know, Shamrock yeah. did it with Owen the year before at SummerSlam. So, um, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. I think it'd be cool if they could work it together. It would at least be a little more intriguing for your non uh, fully committed fans. You know what I mean? Like, Casual or fans people who watch. Yeah, but the ones who also like to watch UFC too. Like that's a yeah. It could be a money draw for. Yeah. I think
1: for SummerSlam altogether. And being in Vegas, Roman it'd and Cena. Yeah, to have that big fight feel.
0: Yeah. Now, Roman and Cena, you want to make it even bigger to me? Make it better. Don't just have, eh, okay, Cena come in. Stun the fuck out of me. Just as these two have committed to saying, yeah, I'll fight it at SummerSlam. Then Rock comes out. Make it a triple threat. Put the, the odds really stacked against Roman. And if he wins, god damn, yeah, you are the head of the table everywhere. Um, I'm just saying... Make it big. Make it better than just some one-on-one match because you know that in a one-on-one m- match right now, Roman is not losing the title to either of them. Put both of them in there together, though, even though he's going to win. Right. Still, yeah. Also, actually, I did, dis- did just see that Edge is also rumored to have a match at SummerSlam at some point,
1: too. Uh, not at some point. I would say at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then, you know, in, you know you've know, got to figure Daniel Bryan's probably going to end up in one of the title pictures anyway at the last minute, so. <laughs> Ooh, think about
0: that as a three-way MMA fighting cage match, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, man. But also two more things that have been rumored as of recent um, is that now that crowds are going to be a thing again, we may be getting – Raw roulette or just the roulette wheel at some point, which to me I like, but it's extremely rigged and everyone knows it. Like you could tell someone's on the other hand, the other side of it, just slowing it down or whatever. I don't know, whatever you want to say. Wait, I don't give a shit. Whatever it is, something's happening there with that. However, um, because to this date, I've never seen it land on a bra and panties match when it was like Eddie Guerrero <laughs> versus Chris Benoit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, exactly. it happened to land on tables match. Come on. Like that's <laughs> yeah. And the women just happened to get the bra and panties match. Oh, Ooh, naturally. Wow.
1: Yeah. Naturally. So,
0: but the other thing that is rumored to come back and I am excited about because man, that's several weeks we could be talking about it today. We're going to talk about it in the Monday night wars. Next week, we're going to talk about it as the top topic, King of the Ring is coming back. Rumored. Makes sense because they've been doing the Battle of the Crowns or Who's the King on SmackDown with Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura. And Nakamura just got uh, the win over him and he is the one and only king on SmackDown, they're saying. So I think an excellent lead into doing the King of the Ring again. And a good chance for someone like, you remember who was in the finals against Corbin? Chad Gable.
1: Oh, that's right. We're yeah. all like, oh, Chad's
0: got it. Chad's got the win, right? Here's your chance to push some guys again. I, I, I'm a huge fan of a King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. I, I always have been. So, um, But, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, the one thing I put in here in news, and I'll let you take over for the rest. Um, or, actually, I put the last two.
1: I was going to say, there's only two left. You put them in Yeah, it's true.
0: Okay. Uh, actually, so Don West of you know, TNA Impact reveals that he has brain cancer. Um, we wish him well. Uh, I, I was, I like Don West, I've liked him as a commentator. One of my favorite things was when he turned heel randomly on uh, an Impact episode and just fucking cut a you know, working shoot kind of promo on Mike today at Mike today. And he was like, You're just such a kiss ass, aren't you? Now, <laughs> I loved it. So, if you haven't seen that, that's a great promo, but. Last week we say Leo Rush is retiring. This week, ACH is retiring. Who's also the former Jordan Miles, who is in NXT for that cup of coffee. I'm calling it. They're coming out somewhere as a tag team, back Good. to back. They could. ACH is also retired now. I think twice from wrestling. That's a yeah, funny so. thing.
1: Yeah, so yeah, because there was a lot of heat when he a... left NXT. Right. I, did he have? He had the T-shirt. Did he have an accusation? It was they put out WWE put out a T-shirt for him. They didn't consult him, and it was like oh, a, and it, was it was a smiling a, face. It, it was yeah, with the big white teeth. Yeah, so
0: yeah, but his name was Jordan Miles. I mean, it's almost like it's smiles, miles, right? I yeah. think we covered this shit. Yeah, yeah like we did. it's. I mean, the funny thing is on... they could
1: they could just reuse that T-shirt for Roman Reigns because I mean that's what Roman's teeth look like now. So.
0: That's true. Oh, man, I love that. Well, uh, I, I hey, man, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about something. I'm going to get real this week as we step up to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my gosh! God. The best part of each week, no bullshit, is recording this. Everybody knows I'm a musician. We both have day jobs. We both have things to do. We both have lives, families. But this, for me, is seriously the absolute best part. Not trying to get all sentimental here and cry. I'm, you know, I'm just this, I just want to say that this has been fun as shit. I don't care if two, 200, 2,000, 2 million are listening. We talk the same every week, and we don't change. You know what I mean? Like, we have a fun time. And I genuinely, that's what I want to bring to the table this week is I love not only getting to record this, but then I actually listening back and getting a good chuckle. You know, I mean, some of the, the shit we say, like I busted out laughing last week. I forgot about the part when just randomly you do the, well, just made poor Leon cry instead. I just, <laughs> oh my God, like it's, it's good shit for me, really. So I just, yeah, you know, this is fun. I appreciate everybody listening. And yeah, I, I appreciate you, ODM.
1: Well, I appreciate you, too. That was a very nice yeah. thing to say. Hey, it's, it, and I agree. We're, 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 and, and we're a family. You know what I mean? It's kind of like my, my, my
0: father was Armenian. My, my mother was half Jewish, <laughs> half English, and half Spanish.
1: She was a big woman. It's three <laughs> halves. She was a big woman. <laughs> All right. Double turns. All right, man. What do you bring into the the table this week? All right. Well, I actually wrote a little bit of the song. I kind of wanted to do that real quick. I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to rub you, but you were born to rub me first. <laughs>
0: That's not. I always my... try to have a good one to head <laughs> into. It's Monday so Night great Wars too because as playing soon as the, the theme is over, and that was I was gonna fucking <laughs> sing that one today. <laughs> I I was born. I love that. That's amazing. Hey, I have a question. Is that the same chick that's in all the vacation movies that's always following him around or no?
1: No, no. That was Christy Brinkley. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I I get a little mixed up. Yep. All right. So uh, my real thing is, you know, we talked about Shinsuke Nakamura uh, with the whole king angle. Uh, I'm wearing my Shinsuke Mm -hmm. shirt today. Um, I like it. I uh, saw a little blurb from Carl Anderson talking about Nakamura's generosity. So Anderson says it was two years. It was terrible, like living in this dojo. You know, I had no money at all. There was a time where Shinsuke Nakamura was there too. He had just came in from New Japan just to be there. He said, Carl, please let's go eat. I said, Shinsuke, I can't eat, buddy. I'm a little low on money. He says, What? No, come with me. Come with me, please. So we go and he takes me to an ATM and he goes, Put your card in the ATM. I said, I don't have any money. Please don't make me do it. He goes, Put your card in the ATM. So I put it in. He goes, Check balance. And I do, and I got like 14 bucks in there, and he goes, what happened? I said, life, man. He says, I take care. And for like six months, he bought me food every single day. I could have gotten a job, right? People there told me they didn't want me getting a job. They wanted me training every day. Sometimes there would be food there. There's protein. So there was some stuff to eat, but Shin took care of me every night. Fucking awesome.
0: I feel like a while back, I feel like I may have heard this in a shoot interview, but now hearing it again in full is just... Outstanding, and that's cool, man. I, I cause y- I, it's it's kind of a it's a brotherhood we talk about when you're in this game with each other, this sport, you know, and and he knew how much it meant for him to be on the road doing what he had to do. But yeah, you have wife and kids at home or whatever the case is in life, and. Knock just saying, "fuck it." And you know, and we're all that way, you know. Like, I, I, oh yeah, plenty of times. I'm like, "Hey, let's go get a beer." You're like, "I don't have money for a beer." I, said, Did I say, "I'm that you're buying a beer." I said, "Let's go get a fucking beer." You know, yeah, like we absolutely. I, you take care of your boys, and that's cool, man. I, I love hearing that. That's an awesome story.
1: Yeah, that's I good was. Shit. Yeah, I was a fan before. Oh, <laughs> god damn it! Step what? right all over you. Damn it. Because you, oh, uh, you were going for it. can keep it. You were going for it. No. I was just going to say, I was a big Nakamura fan before. Yep. Um, this makes me ten times more. Like, even the shit booking that WWE doing, it's not on him. He's one of my favorites. This puts him up there even higher. So, yeah, yeah. that's all I was going to say. That's cool. You know what? I'm glad that you added that
0: because that made it even bigger of a good shit. <laughs>
1: Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh?
0: It's Night Wing.
1: Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit!
0: Um... I don't think he's got some good shit this week. I
1: don't know. I thought he made a good point.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On to the Monday Night Wars. (laughs) Marty,
1: you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell Yeah. (laughs) a war?
0: You gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the Battle Lions have been drawn! D-Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! Na 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 be the ball, be the ball, be the ball. na 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 na. Look, if I wanted to be a piece of sporting equipment, I'd be <laughs> a a woman's bicycle seat. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, baby! Monday night wars are getting hot. This is obviously where WWE is going to try to start to fight back because now that we've seen those outsiders that have been popping up on WCW TV, WWE is going to try and pull out the stops. And if you've caught it, they've actually made a couple of slight digs in commentary. I'm not sure if you've caught that, but we'll get into that. But we did have uh, the King of the Ring. I know we haven't really discuss this ahead of time but um I I'll, I'll I'll run down the card for for King of the Ring. I'll talk that and then you're uh, you're on the wars. But we're going to talk about each match. The pre-show has the Body Donnas featuring their brand new manager Cloudy. They defeated the new rockers, Leaf uh I almost said Leaf Garrett. I I almost Cassidy. I do that
1: all the time.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, Leaf Cassidy and uh, Marty Janetti, And also on this, yeah, I'm not going to blow right past it. Yes, Cloudy. Cloudy, for God's sake. And I had to do a Google search because you couldn't do that in 1996, really, on the fly when you saw this woman. It's Rad Radford. Rad Radford was a kind of a character in, like, 1995 that was on, like, Superstar. She's supposed to be, like, a rocker with a guitar, and it was bad. So they said, how about this gimmick? And he was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Cloudy, dressed in all of Sonny's cheerleading-type uniform that she used to wear with the body donnas. Cool. But we also get a backstage... Promo, uh, Brian Pillman with uh, Doc Hendricks, and we also get Mr. Perfect, um, is being interviewed by Doc Hendricks. And he, they, they kind of what I something oh my god, it's dropped everything everywhere. <laughs> I'm such an idiot, Jesus. I was trying to plug my phone in, like, I just knocked over half of like this table. Anyway, um, they did a good job kind of reliving the rivalry on this one in the pre-show because they actually go back to 1993 where they fought on Raw outside of I think it was like the Manhattan Center Convention Center or something like that and they were duking it out on top of a car. I go, "Wow, you guys actually went back 3 years. I didn't know you guys had that in you." Yeah, cuz right. they never go back that far. So I found that to be kind of uh interesting. Um, in our opening match, well, oh, first the promo, they even call it. It is the best card ever in the King of the Ring history. Well, you know, it's only the fourth in the that year, <laughs> or in that in that in a row because they used to have them non-televised, right? Um, which we're going to talk about next week. But this is the fourth installment on pay-per-view for the WWF at this point. But I'm not going to lie, it really, I think, is the best King of the Ring card of all time. I don't even have that as like a thing I was going to do next week, like which one was the best card. But when you really look at it, I mean, yeah, we all like Austin and Kane and, and uh, Taker and Mankind at 98, right? rest of the pay-per-view sucked. Um, Mabel, right? Um, yeah. You know, there was a lot of bad shit. So to me, I'm like when you look at it, I was like, I think it actually could be a very good pay-per-view um, before we actually dive into the pay-per-view. What did
1: you think of that pay-per-view? Do you think it lived up to being the best card? I mean, at that point, definitely. I mean, you got to figure it was only the fourth one. So they didn't have much to go against, but yeah, I mean, in in, in retrospect, I think it's very easy to say there's a lot of really good shit on this pay-per-view. Like all right, the opening match alone was just
0: outstanding. And it's two guys who were not um, uh, strangers to each other because when they were in WCW, they fought a lot. Johnny yep. Bad Badd and Steve Austin, now Stone Cold versus Mark Marrow. But it opens up the show with the announcement that a man on commentary for the night, the former King of the Ring winner, man wearing a cast, Owen Hart two things. You texted me, hey did you actually remember the end of that Bulldog-Sean match and I said, <laughs> I never watched this pay-per-view all the way through. I think I only ever really watched Austin and Jake. So no. So there was a lot of shit that was like brand new to me. As soon as I saw that Owen was going to be on commentary, I go, oh this going to be a great pay-per-view. Oh I'm so excited. He brought a lot of commentary but also talking about moves mindsets he was great absolutely great on commentary all night and they had a crown above the ring did you notice that yeah a giant crown above the ring i've never seen that and it was kind of like that big bicentennial circle thing that's around in rocky right the thing that goes around the ring Mm -hmm. in in that right I've never seen WWE do that before. Never seen him do it since. I mean, like, only at WrestleMania you ever see something hanging from the dead center. Pretty much. And I was like, they're not even hiding a cage or anything. And my mind is so used to seeing stupid shit by WWE, I go, is that CGI then? Because <laughs> that's what they do now. And I go, wait, no, it's fucking real. It's 96, dude. Okay. <laughs> like, I had to kind of, oh, oh, bring it back. But, okay. What did you think about the opening match? Austin and Marrow.
1: Yeah, it was solid. Uh, now that he's not with Million Dollar Man, he can kind of do his own thing, and you're starting to see what you know of that Austin attitude. Uh, Jim Ross puts over the stunner the whole match. Owen had one of my favorite lines of the night uh, referring oh, to having What's that?
0: Oh, I was like, was it about Sable?
1: Yep. All right. <laughs> Since when does a girl become a good manager? <laughs> Dude, and she's homely looking. She's not even that good looking.
0: And I'm going to fast forward. Later, he actually says that Cloudy has potential. (laughs) Fucking Owen. (laughs) That's a good heel commentator.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, it was a solid (laughs) match, though. Yeah, we get Austin's lip getting busted open. And this is Marrow's first televised loss on WWE TV. It was. All right, so in that time...
0: Um, this was, I remember very well. Okay. I'm going to bring you back into my history here. I think I've brought this up before this point in time. I'm in sixth grade. So we have just, we're done with school. We're just finally starting to, you know, or I think like it's like final exam, shit like that, whatever it is this time of year. I remember watching this entire uh build up and all that and I was like Mark Marrow's got the win. I think Mark Marrow's got it. They're pushing him. He's he's not losing. And I remember being all excited in sixth grade, I was a giant Mark Marrow fan because I liked him. He was a high flyer man. He reminded me a lot of someone like Owen and Pillman put together. You know what I mean? But like got but also looked like little Richard. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> whoa baby <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, Tina anyway, he, um, I was a huge Mark, no pun intended, in any way possible of my name or him, Mark Marrow fan. I expected him to go to the finals, to be honest with you, at this point in time. So now that Steve is taking the, the reins here, and we all know the story that it was supposed to be Triple H in real life. Let me ask you, do you think it would have been Triple H going over? Mero, giving him that first loss? Yeah, I I, I, would, I, would, I could see why.
1: I mean, at this yeah. point, Mero's already been around for a little bit. I mean, they obviously never did anything with him anyway. You know, he was a guy that could so go think, out there. I think there, they eventually, you know,
0: if I'm not mistaken, I think him and Triple H may actually start feuding, though, down the road again. So I'm just saying, like, that could have been a really cool program right there, but Austin's the one. But now I do have kind of an issue with uh, – that about Austin. They say he was sent to the hospital. We know in real life he even admits that. The fuck was he doing on the superstar line arguing with Mark Merrow? (laughs) He was there one match after. They had next to the Vader-Jake Roberts match, which did not last long, and Austin's sitting there on the superstar line. I'm like, you had time to make a pit stop to be option number eight and argue on the phone with Mark Merrow? Fucking bunch of noons. I just found that to be a weird thing. (laughs) Do you know what a noon
1: is? Somebody that farts in the bathtub and bites at the bubbles.
0: (laughs) Such a good line. (laughs) Typical. But, all right, and then you got to make Vader look strong. You can't let him lose uh, right now, but you have him facing Jake Roberts. You can't have Vader versus Steve Austin and sell that match because why would you do two heels? So, Jake Roberts goes over with the stupidest fucking DQ I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And Owen is absolutely right. Jake goes for the DDT and Vader's arm does kind of grab onto the, the ref and pulls him down. But... Owen's like you're being in a move and you're about to go down head first. You got your arms are gonna flail. You're gonna do things. And I'm like I'm kind of with him. I'm like <laughs> nowadays they just take that bump and that's it. As soon as the referee goes down, he calls for the bell. I go, are you fucking kidding me? It was, that was stupid. I hated it. Yep. Horrible ending to that match. I I would have gave it like half a star at best. It was it was a stupid match. We don't even rank these matches, but it was bad. Um, but now we are gonna get the Godwins trying to regain their tag team titles from the smoking guns. The Godwins, they bring goats to the ring. And I'm not talking like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. (laughs) I'm not talking those kind of goats. I'm talking little fucking baby goats. And then when they get in the ring, they put the goats down and proceed to fucking hostomp around. I'm like, they're going to shit in the ring. They're going to shit in the ring. I was (laughs)
1: waiting for it.
0: It was. I was like, I don't remember them bringing goats to the ring. I But okay, I guess they did. But they, they are backstage and they're talking with Sunny and she's very focused on this whole Cloudy thing and everything. But then uh, this is where I wrote down, Owen crapped on Sable for the entire fucking match, but then says Cloudy has some potential. <laughs> uh, they did an interview with Cloudy during the match. Um, and this is where I figured out it was Rad Redford. Um, and they won with a boot to the back of the head. It's kind of like stealing that uh, high heel shoe from the WCW there because they were just doing that a couple months prior. Bad match, but smoking guns retain. Now this is where my highlight of the night gets in. First, you have Doc Hendricks. He's becoming the new Mean Gene. Do a Yeah, match. right. Doc Hendricks. Do a match, Doc Hendricks. Yeah. I swear to God, there was no other reporters, interviewers, anybody backstage, anybody else that could have interviewed anybody. Just Doc Hendricks. <clears throat> so, thought that was fun. But he's back there with Cam Cornette, and who's getting in the who's in the background of the locker room there, <laughs> Mister Perfect, getting ready. Um. Dirty Diana's there. Bulldog tries cutting a promo, and uh, meh. It was all right. Now, this is where I think my highlight of the night kicks in. (laughs) Heavily promoted. It was the first match, actually, that they promote in that opening video package. And I was like, wow, it's got to be huge then. Warrior was on the cover of the uh, poster. He is. Yep, that's right. Warrior versus Jerry the King Lawler. So. Looking at everything, hey, uh, Austin is supposedly right now in the hospital and, you know, we need you maybe extend some time. How about you and Warrior have a longer match? Nope, nope. That ain't going (laughs) to work.
1: That ain't happening.
0: Why don't you just go out and fuck with the crowd? (laughs) I paused this too many times because I was writing things down. Um... Lawler is just walking through the arena first stops at the crown and starts looking at it. And he's like, ah, I, I, I was a King and, um, you know, doing his whatever. And, you know, you guys are ugly here doing the, the normal bits, but then starts zeroing in one by one to certain people in the aisle way. Um, and it was hard to a kid. Is that your face or did your neck throw up? And the kid like actually touches his face after it. I go, oh, the kid
1: looked like he was going to start ball and it was.
0: Oh, he cried. (laughs) I, he cried. I guarantee you. And it was too dark. It was a very dark, uh, entrance. I wish they had more of a light on him because I wish I could have seen that kid crying. Um, asked another fat kid. When you wear blue, do people try to put mail? Or do people try to mail letters to, through you? Oh my God, that's a why have I never heard that line? That's fantastic. Then, this is probably the biggest one. Goes up to a woman, There's two blonde chicks there, and he goes, yeah, "With a face like you, that's the reason that men become well, like gold dust." And I go, holy shit, Jerry! And I was like, wow. And I wrote, wow, we're really stalling, <laughs> like with all these the the bits. But if you listen to, if you, I, I don't know, you probably watch it on the Peacock Network. Um, after he says that to that one woman, the younger girl calls him the f word, that is used towards in a slanderish way towards homosexuals will say wow uh, yeah because the I, mic catches it and i go ho and i'm like that was awesome so just
1: wow the, fucking lawler there, there was one course. more there was one more oh which one did i miss it was right before the uh the two girls that he went up to it was look at this lady nice to see you off the street tonight was a strip club closed <laughs> No one could do heat the way he can, man. It was so and good.
0: L- Lawler whips Warrior's ass for like five minutes straight, and then he gives him his finishing move, the pile driver. And that is when Warrior just fucking no cells pops up. Two moves done. I'm like, God damn it! Uh, three like, shoulder, three lariats and a button. flying
1: shoulder tackle.
0: Yeah, it was, it was horrible and when i'm saying like he whipped his ass he came with his tape his fist all taped up and then was using it choking him like he really yeah. was beating the fuck out of warrior and then a pile driver the worst move of the entire match and that's the one he goes that's the one i'm not going to sell though okay <laughs> you know who warrior reminds me of mrs Esther house ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, warrior we need you to do a 20 minute match don't have it <laughs> <laughs> typical now we go back to doc Hendricks. that's right and he's not hawking merchandise see he, tonight he's interviewing gorilla monsoon and it's about jake's condition about if he can go on or not and monsoon says we don't even know how many uh, years this man has left in his life at his age. Man, they, they keep push referencing that. his age, like All a motherfucker.
1: Show. All show.
0: And then Owen, oh my god, sells it the best goddamn way, and a heel announcer can. Vince goes. I mean, you got to admit, you know, he, he's hurt. It's going to be kind of hard to go on. I mean, would you have been able to go on? He goes. You know, I I give Jake a lot of credit because, you know, he, uh, for a man of his age, 80, 90 years old, I mean, he's just, he's taking a lot of a beating tonight. I go, fucking Owen! I didn't want to skip anything in this entire pay-per-view because of Owen Hart on commentary. It was just outstanding. It was just so good. Um, A match that I never watched in my entire life comes up next. I've watched pretty much every one of their matches, and apparently I never watched in full Undertaker versus Mankind. It's their first official one-on-one match. And Mankind wins. Not necessarily clean, but he technically, I don't know, you wouldn't say submits, KOs, whatever you want to call it, to the Mandible Claw. Knowing what we know down the road, which is really crazy, I didn't realize how they were planting so many seeds so early of Paul Bearer and The Undertaker. Where you catch like obviously you catch it with the ending, right? Yeah. Paul has the the urn, mankind takes the urn from him, mm-hmm. and when he gets it back, he goes to strike mankind, mankind ducks, hits Taker, and he gets the mandible claw. What I loved about several things in this match. Um first Paul Bearer comes out. Where is he? Where is the Undertaker? Where is he? And they go to the ropes, or they go into the ring, and he standing on a top rope and clotheslines Mankind. And this is the infamous spot where Mankind goes to the corner, and he pummels the living shit out of him with punches just repeatedly. Some of the fastest strikes you ever see the Undertaker do. And Mankind sold the shit out of it. I've always remember that because when you watch the... Hell in a cell buildup. They show those kinds of things. The, the the past fight. I just didn't remember seeing it in that part, and it was like the first thirty seconds of the match where he beats a living piss out of him like that. Why is there a fucking floating p- blimp
1: in the crowd? I need to know that now. It was big at the time. Uh, I remember that. Hmm. So I, you know, uh, minor league hockey team, the Rochester Americans. Uh, you know, we we go to, you know, we used to go all the time mm-hmm. as kids. Uh, well, kids at that time. Uh, but back then, like a lot of arenas, like the smaller ones. Had little RC blimps. So you'd be watching a hockey game and you just have this blimp. And the thing is they would drop t shirts from him every once in a while.
0: Oh, alright. So it makes up for the fact that there's a good chance you may not be seeing some shit. Because I was like, if I was trying to watch this fucking Undertaker match right now and I had a giant blimp in my way, I'd be pretty pissed off. I just Absolutely. that part got me. I, I was kinda it I couldn't stop looking at it. Um one of the things that People may not remember, but I absolutely loved. It was Mankind had two themes, and I remember explaining that to someone one time, and we were watching a pay-per-view. Actually, I, oh, my God, I remember. It was my buddy Andrew, and it was the SummerSlam 96 pay-per-view, and he goes, oh, no, he doesn't. He just has that deranged one. I go, if he wins, it's like this weird piano somber music. It was like almost like pre-broken Matt Hardy, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a lullaby kind of thing.
0: Exactly. And he goes, nah. And of course, you know, down the road you hear him winning. And he goes, Holy shit. And I it, I love it because it comes he comes in all the range, he wins, he's happy. A nice little lullaby. Smart. No one else in this entire wrestling industry has ever had an entrance theme and an exit theme. It's in my notes, yep. Same thing. I love it. Yeah. Um now Doc Hendricks is with Mr. Perfect, one of the funniest Mr. Perfect interviews I think I've ever heard. He goes, well, you know, you were dressing in Camp Cornette's locker. room. You were watching where I dress? What the hell's the matter with you? And he goes, I'm just saying it smells of collusion. Oh, you can't even spell collusion. (laughs) Fucking Perfect was on fire. Michael shows up, tells him, call it down the middle. Mr. Perfect says, that's my plan. That's what I'm going to do. Next, we get... Uh, Ahmed Johnson versus Goldust for the Intercontinental Title, and it all leads to the CPR again, which is great, by the way. There was a sign in the crowd that said, "Give Ahmed CPR again." I thought that was just hysterical, but he actually does, and of course, the homo, homo, uh, f- homophobic rage. Kicks in again, and he just beats the living shit out of Goldust, and huh, you even get the Intercontinental Intercontinental title for that kiss. It's Just really weird that how they kept pushing that, and like, he's done it to other people. And think about this: earlier this year, at that time, '96, mm-hmm. he kisses Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 12, and Piper's like, no, "No, no, that's not a kiss," and kisses him even harder. You know, but like, you're really having Ahmed look like kind of a a dick. Well, maybe he just has long to be kissed. I guess I don't
1: know. That's for Mrs. Ahmed only. Yeah. Mrs. I, Ving rhymes. Yeah, Mrs. Rhymes. <laughs> uh, there there are some things about this. Uh, so, you know, they had the doormen, right? You know, the two guys, like, jesters, and they would open the door. Ahmed bursts through the door and knocks them both over. <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, fucking
0: was that a hilarious. planned
1: spot? I don't know. I don't give a shit. It's fucking hilarious. Ahmed almost killed himself at the beginning of a match on a tope, which was scary <laughs> as shit. Um, yep. the there was a Vlad sighting. You'd see Vlad after he won the title. Oh, that's Vlad, right. Super fan, I did yeah. see him. You're right. Oh, yeah. I forgot
0: to write that down. And, and there's I'm more so to, used and there's... to seeing him back in the day that I just didn't write it because I was like, "Yeah, that guy's always there." But you're right. After talking
1: about him too. Yeah, there's something else later with him. But uh, what was really cool is this was the biggest pop of the night. Johnson winning was, yeah. yeah. People were really behind it. And
0: I know I'm mocking the whole he he goes into a homophobic rage. I will say No, this I agree. Time, <laughs> I was also a Ahmed Johnson fan. I mm-hmm. the first time I really liked him was when he teamed up with everybody at that Survivor series and that uh yep. it was a mixed one where everybody yes. was like face faces and heels, and heels together. Yeah, yeah. and and right now they're gonna start pushing him more in this time. And I remember it. The problem is just not a tremendous wrestler. Let's just mm-hmm. go with that. Yeah. But for what he was, he was still sellable. He was he was good. I liked him. I mean, he, and he's gonna get in more programs later down the road that we're gonna know here that he does have pretty decent longevity in in WWE more than I. Thought, especially in his push, I thought he was just kind of a quick flash in the pan. But no, he's heavily booked and make him look strong. Not the you know the, no pun intended for always talking about that or you know or with Roman, but yeah, they they're making Ahmed look really strong here. Um, I'll let you take it because I'm sure this was probably your favorite part of the entire pay per view. All right,
1: well I'll start with a or couple close things. to it. They yep yeah, they did a, a promo for international incident the next in your house. Uh, it was basically a bunch of aliens creeping on Sunny. uh, Ahmed, uh, went oh, basically- wait, wait. <laughs> yes, thank you. I forgot about that.
0: Cause <laughs> I actually, it was all, when it was all over, I go, the fuck. And I'm like, so were we saying that international incident? I don't even care wherever it is. Anywhere else is international. They're aliens. I'm like, it's, I'm like, it was just kind of a weird commercial. It was, yeah,
1: it was strange. Didn't care for it. It uh, was, it was I- extremely strange. Ahmed goes backstage, gets greeted by all the faces, including HBK. Uh, That was a pretty cool spot. Like I said, big moment. Uh, But, yes, out of fucking nowhere, here comes Brian Pillman hobbling down the aisle, Mm -hmm. going after fans pretty much. Uh, Five seconds into this, he's already the best heel in the company. Hands down. Interviews with Jim Ross. Dude, he's on crutches in a walking boot, and he still has the IV port in his arm. Like, taped down. So That's we learned he of that.
0: Yeah. Well, and we learned of that in The Dark Side of the Ring. Right. I did not know that, and I bet you back then no one probably caught it or they are like, oh, it's got to be fake or whatever just to add on to the crutches or whatever. But now knowing the story and seeing it, I go, holy shit, didn't look sick. You know what I mean? Like, the way he is acting and talking, it's it's like nothing is, you know, it was like the ECW promo that he did that time mm-hmm. that, we, that we talk about. Yeah, it was awesome. And, of course, with Jim Ross, of all people, because they have a past with each other. That, right. and he calls them family.
1: It says, but Yeah, you know, go ahead.
0: Let's get into some of the things that uh, old Pillman says.
1: Yeah, well, there's the, the, the two famous lines. Uh, you know, Brian F. and Pillman says, does whatever he wants, and I'm here to rape, pillage, and plunder the WWF. Okay. Owen says, yeah, he's a little demented. as soon as he said that the music hit too like
0: seconds after he said that line um and then as he's walking down the aisle i love that wwe planted a seed that if you didn't watch wcw you wouldn't know but They have the Hollywood blondes cross paths. You could have had Jake come out first because you want to have the good guy versus Pillman, right? Nope. Yeah. They chose Austin to walk out and he does a quick cut to his throat being like, yeah, go get him." That's it. And then just keeps hobbling off on the crutches and Austin heads to the ring to face Jake Roberts, who then comes out second. And it was just, I I didn't even know that, again, I didn't watch pay-per-view before, so I didn't even know Pillman had a promo. Like you said, just out of nowhere, I was like, oh, shit, it's about to get real. Great moment. Austin and Roberts uh, was good. Monsoon actually gets involved, um, in, kind of for sakes, uh, the, Jake's safety, and does continue. It's so weird how the finish just happens. Like, it just kind of almost just flat and quiet. Like, he was just... Doing moves or whatever. It was slow. He's like, I'm going to pick him up and just give him a stunner now. Like, well, it just kind of well, was a slow build to it. Yeah. Well, it was. Well, I know he was hurt. I get it. But it was just normally, like, to get to your finishing move, someone should have uh, reversed this, that, whatever. It was just like he was so beaten up, he just picks him up nice and slow. Stunner.
1: It was right. Like, the what they could have done was, because basically it was Austin working the ribs the whole time. Uh, Monsoon checks on Jake. Jake makes a, uh, has a brief hope spot. Goes for the DDT, but Austin shoves him in the corner. Jake should have bounced out of the corner into the stunner. Instead, he kind of just spears him a couple Agreed. times. Jake goes down. Then he picks Jake up and hits the, the stunner. Right? So, yeah, you're right. It was it, He should have just bounced yeah, out thank of the you corner very right into the stunner. But, I mean, ultimately, yeah, it, it was what it was. Beautiful. But then we get the infamous 316
0: promo. We don't need to get into that too much, but it's uh what we've already known it was, but it was just cool to see it again in sync of everything of watching it in order and seeing his push. It's just fun to watch. And now we get our main event and boy, what an outstanding match this was. I'll let you talk about it. All right, I've got a lot of notes, a lot of stuff I want to Oh, put hey, by the way. I, I actually when I when I come back to New York this summer, you guys, you got, you got a pool over there? Or like a pond?
1: Uh, we got pool and a pond. Pond would be good for you. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> pool would be better, though. <laughs> All right. So uh, Perfect gets his own entrance as the ref. Uh, puts in the piece of gum as he's coming through the door. As you see him throw the wrapper on the floor. And he, this motherfucker is so perfect, he probably has everything timed. He probably has timed when his music starts, when he puts the gum in, when he goes to the ring, and when he slaps it. Because everything was methodical, and naturally, he nails the gum right into the crowd. Beautiful. Owen standing on top of the announce desk to cheer on Diane and Bulldog. You guys are the best! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he
0: was the best part of this pay-per-view. If you had to have someone being like consistent all the way through next to Austin, that was
1: him. So, Bulldog is jawing with somebody in the crowd. I'm like, did somebody spit on him or something? What? They zoom out. It's Vlad. Yep. It's Vlad he's jaw with. Because he knows he's got somebody he can work and doesn't have to worry about Yep. It. Fucking great. Yeah,
0: he's not going to take a real swing at him because he no. worked too hard and fucked with him and shit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's just the right person you want to have. And, I, yeah, same thing. As soon as they zoom out, I go...
1: Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it was fucking great. Uh, so Monsoon comes to the ring, starts talking to Fink, and Fink announces that, yes, Perfect was Cornett's choice, and it does stand, but he's going to be the ref on the outside, and Earl Hebner will be in the ring. So there's all the commotion from that. Cornett's fucking flipping out. Um, Owen calls Lothario a dirty old Mexican. Talk about things you didn't think would stay on the
0: Peacock Network. Jesus. I know.
1: Obviously, their screener only gets told to zoom in on certain things. Um, right. There was a nice little spot where, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels does, you know, the gets thrown over the top rope, but he holds on, comes back in, head scissors, uh, bulldog to the outside, and then does a Rana. Uh, and then he clocks Cornette and whips him in the ass with the racket. Fucking hilarious. Yep uh i i wrote this specifically for you uh vince uh, is talking about how diana is a beautiful woman uh odm says she's a mouth breather um that's just my never close her mouth always open <laughs> I know. yep um thank you, you n- for pointing that out did you did you Dude. notice the uh the botched rope spot where they kind of just met in the middle of the ring <laughs>
0: Are you talking about the part where Bulldog <laughs> tried to channel his inner dynamite kid for a headbutt and then as soon as he stepped off the rope, he's like, I'm just gonna land here instead. Like he just dropped nowhere near Michael's. I mean, like, their heads were maybe
1: a solid foot apart. Yeah. Well, you can see Michael say something to him. It was just it was awkward. The crowd didn't miss a beat, so I guess that's pretty good. Um Bulldog did a really impressive backwards press slam out of the ring like he had michael's up but he walked backwards and just dropped them behind him it was dope i just wasn't a a tremendous
0: wrestler but he was he was strong as fuck i will give you that
1: absolutely he was throwing some nasty lariats um owen says they should send lothario back to tijuana okay um one of my favorite like, little subtleties of this match was there's still all the gold sequins, the big ones, plastic ones from Goldust earlier, and it's sticking Everyone to both of them. Everyone keeps wearing them. Oh, God, that yeah. was hilarious. Um, so there was a nice little sequence at the end. Um, Michaels reverses the power slam, goes for a super kick, misses it, and Bulldog takes his head off. Bulldog hits a pile driver, but instead of going for the penny, he goes to the top rope and did he legitimately slip, or was it a working slip? I'm guessing it was. A this work... oh,
0: that's what I was talking about. Was that right there? Oh no, I was talking earlier. That, that was, was about,
1: they were coming off the ropes, and they both just met in the middle of the ring. And oh, like that's right. And they just know clunked into each other. That's yeah. right.
0: I thought you were talking about his botch. No, no yeah. I was talking about that that diving headbutt that I think he was trying to do a dynamite kid type it one, and he just was awful. it was a slip, and he just went straight down where his feet were pretty much still in front of the turnbuckles.
1: Right. So from here on out is where things just go absolutely fucking apeshit. I'm just going to read the sequence of events all the way through.
0: Okay? It's funny, before you do this, after I watch it, go, oh, this is what he meant. (laughs) 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 Oh, I got it. Hey, man, this is Buddies for Life. You know, if you ever just want to rap with anybody or just get weird... (laughs) Yeah. But for life, man. No, but for real, that's, as soon as I wash, it, I go, yeah, yeah. That was fucking weird. And I'm like, I'm not even going to bother texting you about it because
1: I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> that was my thought. So it all starts with that. It all starts with the slip. Um, Hebner gets knocked down during a power slam attempt. But it was weird because it wasn't a typical ref botch where he was out. He was just kind of dazed. Um, well, how come that wasn't a DQ? Yeah, exactly. Well, there Vader you go. Vader got yeah. DQ'd. So... I wrote Uh, that. Yeah, right. It should have been because he was still kind of with it. It's not like he was completely out. HBK gets the super kick in. Pins Bulldog. Hebner counts one. Perfect stops him. Perfect slides into the ring. Starts counting with Hebner. Owen pulls Perfect out at two. Hebner counts three. What the fuck just happened? So then Owen's in the ring. HBK gives him an atomic drop. Perfect just randomly walks by the ring and throws the belt in there. HBK puts the figure four on Owen and pins Bulldog, even though the match is still over. Ahmed comes out to make the save. Cool, even the odds. Then Vader comes in, making it two on three. They're holding HBK down so Vader can do the splash, and then the warrior just comes out. Uh, knocks Vader off the top rope, almost causing him to land on his head and break his neck. Warrior cleans house. What the fuck is going on? Several things. A lot is unexplainable,
0: but one thing for sure, Vader had to stall hard because he was going to go up for that splash and you see him go up and Warrior didn't come out in time and you see him just kind of hesitating and bouncing. I'm like... Something's got to happen, and I hear, there it is, there it is, all right. But, yeah, dude, there was a lot of shit, but then, yeah, Perfect just takes off. And now, I don't know, does the Peacock Network have the post-pay-per-view extra? Yeah. Okay, all right. My man and yours, Doc Hendricks, is talking with Gorilla Monsoon. Gotta say, I miss gorilla monsoon the more i hear him talk Mm -hmm. the more i'm watching him i go oh i miss him man he was just good on the mic he was just solid believable but also like a big teddy bear kind of guy that everybody loved you know what i mean like it just i i I miss him but announces that at international incident where the aliens are gonna do stuff to sunny oh
1: by the way she's out of jail now yeah i saw that i saw that what's the over under until she's back in
0: She's, uh, what's it, uh, reformed? No, from Shawshank last week. Reformed? God damn right? it. What's it? Is it reformed? Oh, rehabilitated. Rehabilitated. Yeah, she's rehabilitated now. But yeah, she'll be back in next week. So anyway, um, I'm like some parking tickets. But now it's going to be Camp Cornette, which will be Vader, Bulldog, and Owen versus Sean Ahmed and the ultimate warrior. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, a lot of star power in one match, I guess, for some aliens, but interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the pay-per-view goes off the air. <sighs> Do you take drugs? <laughs> oh, every day. Good. So what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> it, Odm, this isn't Russia. Wait, it, is, is this it? This isn't Russia, is it? No. <laughs> I like you, Betty. <laughs> the amount of times he gets his name wrong. No, 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 no. All right, man. Now let's run down Raw Nitro. Go ahead.
1: Please run it down. <clears throat> All right. We'll start with Triple H versus Ahmed Johnson. Non-title match. Um, they got six to eight people in the front row in matching Raw shirts and Burger King crowns. Cool. Uh, it gets announced that Taker and Austin are going to be fighting later in the evening. How cool is that? Austin wins King of the yep. Ring. Already got a match against Taker. Fucking great. Uh, Harvey Whippleman is the ref. Cut to Goldust and Marlena. Goldust's opening line. I'll be back. Terminator 1984. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be-
0: He's perfect for our show.
1: <laughs> Goldust and Taker are going to be fighting at an international incident. Ahmed wins with a reversal in the Pearl City Plunge. Uh, Doc Hendricks is back in ring this time with Ahmed. Uh, he's the first ever African-American intercontinental champion. Uh, yeah, Lawler calls Ahmed the Buster Douglas of WWF. Uh, <laughs> I think what he's meaning
0: is he's going to be a fluke champion yes. and probably yes. that's yeah. kind of where he was going with that. Absolutely. Um, it was actually a pretty good promo. He's like, I'm the first African-American intercontinental champion, or actually maybe just in all together in WWF. I think that was the first, uh, at, well, no, cause he had Rocky Johnson Rocky, and as a tag yeah. champ, but, um, but it was cool because he goes, and I'm not talking about just for, for black people. I'm talking for everybody. And it was it was a cool promo. I liked it, and I was like, he could give a solid promo. I never really listened to his so much, I mean, because it was, you know, I could watch anything Ryan right, movie I want to. All
1: right, what else happened? He was, well, it was great because they asked him about Goldust, and he goes, if Sweet Lips wants some more, he knows where to find me and the hood with the homeboys.
0: That that's why I have the word "sweet lips" written down. I didn't understand that. That's right. He calls gold dust "sweet lips." I'm like, for a man who's pretty homophobic, are you getting into that? Uh, the lip kissing now? You're like, shit, man. He did leave me with some gold on my fucking lips. That was fucking hot. It's like leaving a strip club. All right.
1: <laughs> they do a little quick the recap. It's <laughs> they do a quick recap of King of the Ring. Uh, so the Body Donnas uh, are with Cloudy. Which,
0: by the way, I do like. I like the recaps. And, yeah. And you can order it tomorrow night exactly recap. Pay-Per-View, the encore. And I remember back in the day, if you missed it, you're like, was it worth it? Let's see what you got going here. Yeah. And how that goes, and you see Austin bleeding. You see him uh, winning and all that stuff. But then you also see a quick flash of Brian Pillman going face-to-face like he's going to fight someone in the crowd, all that. I go, That promo would have made me want to buy it. That's kind of cool. I I miss those encore presentation promos they used to do. But sorry, yeah. Uh, Now we're back with Body Donnas.
1: All right. Taking on Jerry Fox and the Brooklyn Brawler. Good to see the Brooklyn Brawler on TV. It was. Sonny's on commentary. Lots of cringe here. Um, um, they show all the, manager- I can't
0: believe this makes it to the Peacock network again. They, man, they again. do the manager. I'm all sub- OG on mine, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: they, uh, They've got all the, uh, submissions for the body down as managers. Some of them were not bad. Some of them were God awful. Uh, basically I was
0: staring at all of them. I wanted to see if anybody was a future wrestler down the S- road. Same here. You know what I mean, I was like, same here. Anybody yeah. not? no, uh, All right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah man, it's basically cloudy just fucking with 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 Sunny. Uh Sunny does tease tease bringing in a hot singles wrestler that could vie for one of the championships. So, there's that. Um This is basically uh listen, I'm not here to do uh not political, but uh you know, commentary on society. Um Good. This is good, a good. But, but uh Sorry, I, be my I have to say Judge this, smells is, good. this is transphobia in its infancy. Uh, get it this thing away from me. Another fucking Marge shot joke, too. King mm-hmm. makes Marge shot look handsome. What the fuck? It's just, it's just bad. It was.
0: That's all I have. But next week, we're going to get a match. Shawn Michaels... Versus his former Rockers tag team partner, yes. Marty Gennetti. I go, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I don't remember this taking place in 96. Cool. They did a nice promo. And we too follow,
1: what's that? They did a nice promo for it. Yeah, it was a nice promo.
0: Yes. Got you excited. Um, It did. And, and you know what I didn't get excited about? The next match that came up. So we did get Brooklyn Brawler. Good to see one jobber that we're always a fan of. The next match was Camp Cornette getting a good warm-up match, taking on Savio Vega, Eldo Montoya, who looked just incredible in this ring. Uh, and, and then God, you also had Barry Horowitz bad. That's right, Mr. Pat yourself on the back, Barry Horwitz. Um, good to see Barry and Brooklyn Brawler in the same show, pulling out all the stops for this this match, or for this uh, the show. Cornette,
1: Cam Cornette obviously
0: easily goes over, but
1: meh. Yeah, yeah, really not much to say. They did advertise at the beginning of the show that it was going to be Bob Holly, and it ended up being Vega instead. It was weird.
0: Interesting, you're right. I do remember seeing his uh, face on the logo thing that they put on the side screen Yep. when they showed Austin vs. Taker. Yeah, good Good point. Good point,
1: look at you. Weird, I have my moments. Uh Man. So we've got our main event. It's Austin versus Taker. Pillman's fucking back, uh, and but after they show Pillman, they do an Unleash the Warriors in you spot. Great. Uh, basically, this was Pillman talking to Vince. Who who's gonna? Who do I have to talk to to get my goddamn money, uh, Mister Pillman? You haven't wrestled yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is, is,
1: He's on fire uh, just two
0: nights in a row, like you said, yeah. became the, the hottest heel in the company. Yeah.
1: Fucking psycho. Even
0: surpassing Austin pretty much, because Austin was getting cheers, by the way, during the, the pay-per-view. He was getting cheers in the main event match of Raw, too. Like, not huge cheers, but some. But Pillman, just that
1: much more over. Yep. Uh, one thing uh, that speaks to WWE's selective memory, shall we say, Hmm. Anytime you hear about that 316 promo, it's always Bruce Pritchard. And it's always Bruce Pr- Bruce Pritchard saying the next night, tons of 316 signs. I didn't see one. Nope. I'm going
0: to give it to next week because I thought the same thing. I didn't see any. I saw some Austin signs, but I didn't see many signs actually at all. It wasn't really. Yeah. You're 100% right on that. Thank you for pointing that out. So, uh, and you're right, because he's always... He, Bruce has always said that, too. Yeah, Good call. Yeah,
1: again. Which is funny, because I just I
0: listened know. to his... Um, like there was a, a thing that popped up on YouTube. Sometimes you like get, like, just however many minutes segment that he spent talking about a certain thing. And it was about Kevin Nash leaving for WCW. And I go, I'm interested to hear this take because of what we're talking about right now. Right. And he was getting so mad at uh Conrad because he's like dude you go come on man he, uh Meltzer wasn't there you're acting like he was in these fucking meetings I was in these meetings and he's saying it was at this time of blah. blah, blah. fuck can blah 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 and I'm like okay but maybe your memory isn't all too great because you're saying the very next week all these Austin signs I'm like I mean it was a small arena too so it's not like it was hard to catch any of them
1: that or he'll just believe whatever Vince tells him to believe Oh, I was going to. That would be more of a
0: Laurenitis. Oh, whatever you say, boss. Yeah. A lot of signs everywhere. Nice packs.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, let's see. Lawler, uh, during the match, goes up to ringside to talk to Bear. Uh, Ask him if he, did you drink too much formaldehyde. Basically, trying to question him on why he cost Taker the match. Uh, Bear doesn't talk. Uh, let's see. Goldust joins commentary. Uh, basically, uh, let's see, uh, Goldust interferes, blinds Taker. Uh, Austin works over Taker post-match, which I thought it was good. Taker comes back, Austin powders. Uh, and Lawler's trying to get Taker to tell him why Bearer cost him the match, and that's how we go off. So, they're definitely, you know... Again,
0: I, didn't, I did not remember how much they questioned Bearer or how much it was teased for him to even turn on Taker. That's, I just, I thought it was just on the whim during uh, SummerSlam that year, and I'm like, it was just a mega turn, but I'm like, no, the hints are there. Yeah. Kind of almost like, to be honest with you, with Nitro, all right, let's be honest, we know the third man, I didn't realize, I thought WCW was smart and never, ever mentioned Hogan for like several months, and then he just came back out of nowhere. You know what I mean, like right? But no, they drop his fucking name a lot on Nitro, and I'm like, oh, all right, never mind. I'm like, it'd have been better if you made me forget about him. Then he shows up, you're like, oh my god!
1: Yeah, it was subtle though. I mean, in in the grand scheme of thing, with everything that was going on, it was subtle, right? You know, so yeah, ish. Which,
0: uh, yeah, we'll be having to talk about that very soon. But yeah, man, let's talk about Nitro, which again. It happens, man. Much better show. I'm sorry. They, they're still putting on better TV shows. I will say that King of the Ring, good pay-per-view, though. Very good pay-per-view.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, so Bischoff's out again. So Shivani's doing duties for the whole night. Uh, they tease Bash at the Beach, which is July 7th. Sting, Luger, and Macho Man are backstage with Mean Gene. We're starting our cavalcade of Mean Gene interviews. Uh, they're all wearing the Stinger paint. Luger, with two of the lines of the night, the first one being him almost saying WWF. Yes,
0: you
1: got it. (laughs) And we're going to run him out of the WWF, WCW,
0: huh? (laughs) Yeah, I caught that. Luger, we're unified as a
1: unit. I think you Mm -hmm. don't know what that word means. (laughs) Here's a teaser
0: the lone rangers <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i know that's down the road for us but yeah. that's just as much of what that is like <laughs> We're Our a steiner- unified
1: unit good that's good that's uh, good <laughs> that's good shit the steiner brothers come in harlem heat comes in they're gonna have a tag team triangle match later in the evening so there's that exciting uh, yeah actually it is sort of uh First match of the night, I am not a fan of. Uh, I'm half. Oh, a, I'm cool. Half, Me too. Half a fan of. I'm a half a fan of. Uh, Blue Bloods versus Public Enemy. Pete, they're pushing the fact that uh, they're gonna have a uh, tornado tag dog dog collar match with the Nasty Boys because uh, <clears throat> they um,
0: haven't had enough matches. Now they're like, what can we put together? Jesus.
1: Yep. Uh, Every
0: week we've seen d- th- them, and I, honest to God, hate them. And besides that. Are you mad at the outcome?
1: Oh, yeah. I wasn't surprised, though. I wasn't surprised. I was. Yeah. Fucking Uh,
0: public enemy went over the blue bloods. Yeah,
1: it shouldn't have been, but it doesn't surprise me. Rock did a nice flip off the top rope, and then he botched every move after that. Uh, And Grunge got the pin by using the cast to knock out Taylor. Hooray. That's what I wrote. So Mm. I'm ready to move on. Uh, Taskmaster uh, had a little bit of aggression. It's like his wife was leaving him or something. I don't know. Uh, but he took on a job or called Kip Something. Um, immediately. <laughs>
0: he looks like he's going through some just some tough
1: times right now. A little bit. Jesus. He just uh, basically. He's he losing his woman. Obliterate. <laughs> yes. Woman, woman, won't you please not divorce me? Um... God.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. If he had only said that fucking line. All right. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> uh, so he just throws this guy into the crowd. Yo, cough right. on your own time, motherfucker. No, shut up. Sorry. Brings him up to the concourse, tries to throw him in the woman's room, uh, and he basically gets DQ'd. He goes back to the ring, and he cuts a promo with Mean Gene in the ring. And it's going to be uh, Taskmaster and Giant versus Benoit and AA. And if the Horsemen win, the Giant has to put his title up on the line the next night at Nitro. Do you know what happens next? The best part of my night? I, I feel a chill. I That's feel like it. I want to play Mortal Kombat. One of the five times it happens every Nitro. All right. Uh, coming up, a match with two of your favorite wrestlers, Dean Malenko versus hard work Bobby Walker. Cru- <laughs> cruiserweight title. Um, uh, let's see. I, it's I, a good I, match I up I, until I, this I, weird I, ending. I don't want to read everything here. Uh, they, they say it's going to be Disco Inferno versus Malenko at Bash at the Beach. Um, Malenko puts in a clover leaf. I certainly thought that was going to be the end of the match until Disco Inferno comes out, uh, which allows Walker to make a comeback. Um, Disco gets a mic and asks for his music to get played, gets in the ring and starts dancing on the turnbuckle while the match is still going on. Malenko drop kicks Walker into Disco who falls off the top. Malenko wins. They have an interview afterwards. Malen- Disco makes it look like this is a fucking shtick on SNL and Malenko's like, get the fuck away from me. I'm going to murder you. Uh, and the last note that I wrote was, I hate this, but
0: let's not forget disco came to do a little dance and make a little love. Love He came to get down down tonight. I go, Oh, nice. little Casey and the sunshine band. I'm down with that. Nice little reference.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Casey in the sunshine band. All right. What else happened tonight? All right. Bash (laughs) at the beach promo WCW Saturday night promo for the upcoming show. Uh, we get Barbarian versus Eddie Guerrero. Did not Match see I this never I never thought that whatever
0: would ever happen. Yeah, and it's what... like,
1: why wouldn't it? Because they were on the same roster, but it's like, just never knew it happened. Yep. Uh, Eddie's back from Japan now. Uh, Says he wants another shot at Conan in the U.S. title. Um, And basically got the walk-off music like they do with the Grammys. We're Like, he's still cutting the promo, and he means he's like, okay, we got to go now, so...
0: Oh my God! I need you to see what I have written down. It says they used an Oscar Nitro theme to get him out of the ring. That's funny. But crowd was behind Barbarian. Of all the people they were behind in this, they weren't behind he was, the little he guy. It was, was given high fives
1: out when he was walking to the ring.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, I've never seen a face Barbarian. This is cool. Yeah. But maybe it's because of what may be happening. We need to start unifying certain. Uh, people and making... Because, I mean, WCW basically becomes all face in a couple of months, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: In a way. Uh Yeah, but I, I actually wrote that. But um something you need to t- uh, pay attention to, while Eddie's giving his promo, go back, there is a guy who was just making, like, deep love Under to his, his arm corn right dog here. or some shit.
1: Under his arm right here? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yes. Nice. He was eating, but he was eating, but, like, looking at it, like, oh... I'm going to fuck you up. He's just staring at it, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, is he high? <laughs> okay,
1: maybe. I'm glad Get you around. caught
0: that. Yeah. See, there was no Austin 316 <laughs> signs, but there was a guy who was really stoned looking at his corn dog. There
1: you All go. Right. Next, uh, next is a match that I never thought ever happened ever either. Yeah, uh, Rock and Roll Express versus Double A, Arne Anderson, uh, and Benoit with Mongo by their side. You kind of know how this one's going to end. Uh, this is uh, our two Heenan's on commentary now. Mongo cracks Gibson with the briefcase and the horsemen get the win. Uh, They do tease Mongo going to be taking on Joe Gomez at uh, Bash at the Beach. Uh, Gomez comes out and they obliterate him. And uh, Macho Man Man and Kevin Green returning uh, run off the horsemen. So, yep. So, naturally, we go backstage. Mean Gene. Uh, Ric Flair and the ladies are back there. Mongo, AA, and Benoit join in and they basically just cut a promo. They're the horsemen, and they're fucking jacked. But several <coughs> great things. First, it's just
0: Flair and the ladies, and then Arn Mongo, and Benoit join in because they're just coming back from the ring, um, which is cool. I kind of like that. I, I missed that back in the day where because WWF used to do that too where you see them coming right in. They are sweating. They're just getting done from the ring, and they go right to that spot and do a promo. They don't do that anymore. And let the people just go on the mic and in yeah. At least not that well. But woman, of course, fucking with me and Jean the entire time. <laughs> I stopped writing it. And I have song. written down, I don't even care what it makes me sound like, man. Deborah's underboob. That's my underboob. No, that's what manga would say. No, but god wow. damn, she was wearing a dress that it was just very revealing of the underboob. Not a side boob, the underboob. And I was like, yeah, you guess you join the Horsemen. You got to uh, reveal a bit.
1: Just saying, you know, well, you got Sunny on the other channel, so
0: yeah, that's over. Look who she's facing off with, Cloudy. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Now, now we get back, and we have uh, Tony and Brain, and I feel like they are kind of faces together in this. Like they're they're because they're talking about the whole outsiders thing, and you never really see him. He's like, no, you're right, Tony. You're absolutely right. I'm like, you never see he didn't go full face, but he does for this promo.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, well, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, oh, let me ask you. Yes. Did you mention where we are? Oh, yeah, we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, man.
0: Every fucking segment, we want flair. I mean, even in the background of this right here, that's what I have written is while these guys are talking, it's Flair Chance again. I just, God damn, I love
1: how over he was in Carolina. It was just so awesome. But, yeah, yeah. please continue. Hell, yeah. Uh, We got a Lord of the Ring match. It's Diamond Dallas Page against Alex Wright. Wright actually was getting a lot of booze, which I thought was interesting. And they showed the hard cam. They showed two guys walking across like they were getting food. And they were both flipping off Alex Wright. <laughs> I don't. I, I, Dos Wonder Kid. I, yeah, yeah. I had I had, that I had written
0: it. that DDP is pretty over in the crowd with this.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of like a reversal. Uh, mean Jean's in with uh, DDP after at, at the end of the match. He's going to be facing Duggan at Bash at the Beach for Lord of the Ring in a taped fist match.
0: Well, that's really heating up, so you know what you get right after that? Cool you off with a Glacier promo. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> that's what we That's need. real. I'm not, not even kidding. <laughs> it's the hero we need, not the hero we deserve. Or bet the other way around, I don't know. All right, anyway, so yeah. we're back to Mean Gene with Kevin Green. Mean Gene and Kevin Green. All right. Uh, recap a Great American Bash. Uh, Green's got a game plan. After this season, he's going on a mongo hunt. Uh, and basically, it teases a match. It's going to be him and Savage and two other guys against the horsemen. Uh, oh God, I hope it's not what I'm thinking it is because if it is, yikes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we get Macho Man versus VK Wall Street. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this entire show was the shot of the cameraman telling the crowd to boo. Yep. I caught that. Uh, it
0: was, uh, I Dude, I wrote for this match, I miss Macho Man watching him wrestle. It was just just really just – he was so fluid in the ring, man. He made everything look, look so fucking easy. Most people, I feel like they over-try to do that nowadays. He just did it, and it just in a great menacing way. Um, but in – what did I – Rotunda showed it. I don't know what that meant. Mm, okay. Oh, he showed that he still had it at this point. That's what it was, too. Yeah. Facing VK Wall Street. He actually, at this point, leaving WWF and going into WCW, and eventually WWF is going to keep messing and be like, all those older guys over there in Nitro, right? Well, you let them go, and they actually still went out and put on some great matches. That's Macho and IRS on Nitro having a good fucking match. I yep. liked it. That's Yeah, I, I, was, I was a big fan of that match.
1: Yep, yeah, and it, it, it was a way to get Green back into the end of the fold. You know, he uh, ultimately assisted a little bit. So yeah, Macho gets the win. Solid match. We want Flair. Chance, of course. Yeah, naturally. Yep. Uh, well, let event. me ask you a question. Oh, go ahead.
0: Does he ever walk out to the arena? No. Must have did dark match because that's what I have written. Now we're about to head into the main event, and I go, wait, we keep chanting for Flair. I, shit, he never came out. Hmm, how about that that would a be a backstage dick move promo if he only
1: it would have been a dick move if he didn't show up at all outside you know in the ring oh true you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
0: just found that weird
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah i didn't even notice that till you said something uh yeah so main event it's uh sting and luger versus the steiners versus harlem heat triangle tag single elimination yeah they said single elimination match but it wasn't uh for the tag titles now uh, Something that apparently happened the previous Saturday night, uh, Booker T comes out during their entrance on a cell phone. Uh, They said that on Saturday they were talking to Sister Sherry. Um, So the Steiners come out, and somebody grabs Scott's jacket, like to the point where it stopped him, and the cameraman must have known what was going to happen because they cut right away, but you could see him turn around with a look on his face like he was going to talk to somebody. So, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, man. Scott was not just pumping iron. He was pumping <laughs> steroids into his body. dude. You don't <laughs> want to fuck with him. Yeah. Um, interesting spot in where uh, there, my favorite spot of the match was uh, Booker T goes for one of his spin kicks. Sting dodged it, and Booker crotched himself on the top rope, but everything was flawless. It was, was well timed. so good-looking. Um, Sting got knocked silly at one point and he did the Ric Flair face first faceplant, but it was right into Stevie Ray's crotch. Um, but all of this is interesting how it progresses because the match is starting to get to its finish, and who's coming through the crowd with aluminum baseball bats because they made sure to let you know they were aluminum baseball bats? It's Holland Nash. As as they're jumping the guardrail, Scott Steiner, Luger, No, Scott Steiner, Sting uh, are about to face them. Booker T rolls up Luger. Stevie Ray's on the outside and grabs his legs and holds him back, and they count it. All this is happening while eight security or eight cops go flying into the ring. Harlem Heat. I didn't even know that
0: that's how they. I I didn't even realize that's how Harlem Heat won the fucking tag team titles. I go. Holy shit. That was like the biggest schmoz ever. Yep. And if it wasn't for the hard camera getting that pin, I don't know. If, I don't think even the crowd saw it, man. Everybody was into the Hall and thing. No one saw that pin.
1: Even commentary had to go back how fast to it. Yeah. it right. Um happened.
0: Right. It's funny. The ref
1: didn't see any of this shit. On the, <laughs> the replay, just right at all of it. On the replay, when he goes down, his eyes go to the right to see Stevie Ray, and the fact that Luger's feet are over the rope, he immediately kicks his head back to the left so he can't see any of it. So, I mean, I give him credit funny. for that, you know? Yeah. And, of course,
0: they end it by saying, we are at war. Here we are, and it's – man, I now it's really kicking off because Bash the Beach is now a couple of weeks away, and – I mean, is WWE doing the right thing with their international incident main event? Like, do you think that's the the best thing you want to do is just have a six-man main event right now? Like, you got to have something big up your sleeve. And you're like, let's see, two of our biggest names just went over there. Let's put Warrior in with a tag. That'll slow him down. <laughs> um, everybody has a couple moves, and everybody goes home happy because Sean gets to win with a super kick. It's just stupid. Not one title on the line. It's just... It did not make. It does not make me want to buy international incident. Back then, it didn't, and I'm still looking at it now. I'm like, that still sounds like it's a waste of time. Bash. I want to know who the third member is. It's got to be Glacier.
1: Disco Inferno.
0: Yo, for as many Glacier promos, you would have thought he
1: was a third man. I know we say that, but goddamn, he should have been the third man. You would have thought he was going to debut at this pay per view. True. When does he debut? <laughs> I think it's in December. <laughs> I'm serious.
0: Oh, man. Are the promos just going to disappear because everybody's so into <laughs> all the other shit? That's kind of funny. so
1: good you don't see him.
0: He's the new uh, Emelina. Oh <laughs> my all this God. stuff and then psh, goodbye.
1: That was the worst.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's WWE. They like to produce just that. The worst. But next week. We're talking about the top of some of the things that WWE used to produce and hopefully will be producing again. It is going to be the top of the King of the Ring. I'm just kind of, we're not going to have a ranking order. We're just going to kind of talk the best of and the worst of because not every one of those pay-per-views were, were stellar, I think we could all probably agree that maybe one of the best of all time, besides 96, you got 98 with uh, the Hell in a Cell, but to me honestly, I really think the original with Brett running the the gauntlet of all three guys, having a match with Perfect, Bigelow, and I think uh, Razor if I'm not mistaken, I feel like that was just probably one of the better ones of all time, but it's also lined up against other crap like Mabel winning and Ken Shamrock winning and badass Billy Gunn winning. So you know there's some things we could talk about. I'm excited to talk about the top of the King of the Ring next week. Hopefully in two weeks we'll hear from Nightwing and he uh, gets out of the woods where those crickets were. And, of course, i like to bid you a farewell. My name is The Professor. I appreciate you guys listening to The Top of Wrestling. As always, ODM likes to leave us with his favorite movie quote of the week, and this week he's gonna do it in the voice of Mr. Charlotte, North Carolina himself, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair.
1: Woo It's easy to grin when your ship comes in, woo And you've got the stock market beat But the man worthwhile <laughs> is the man who can smile, yeah. When his shorts are too tight in the seat. Woo! The, the top,
0: top of wrestling. wrestling! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast.
1: You're so high, you don't even know it. (laughs) Uh, Ahoy, my boy. You ready for a scotch ad?
0: (laughs) Oh, good stuff. All right, man. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, cool. Yeah, oh, I was going to ask you about your shirt. I was like, is that a, uh, it almost kind of has a logo, kind of like a karate shirt.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a raglan. It's actually, it's like a softball shirt, actually. Like, you'd almost see. It's like the half sleeves or the three-quarter right. sleeves. Yeah, it's pretty nice, though. It's comfy. I like it. And it's, it doesn't, like, you wouldn't know it's a wrestling shirt. Right. I just like he must like kung fu movies or something.
0: And he likes it to be strong style. <laughs> <laughs> just like my porns.
1: Yeah. <laughs>